big hello and warm welcome to the fifth episode of Math is Fun with Vivek. In the fourth episode, I was joined by Professor Kenneth Williams, a world-renowned Vedic math expert, researcher and master teacher. This episode has become very popular and many people have written asking for more details. Kenneth runs a website called vedicmaths.org where you can find a lot of resources including his research papers, books and other study material. Site name is vedic v e d i c maths m a t h s .org. In our episode 3 we had discussed the properties of arithmetic progression and subsequently i also received several requests for an episode on geometric progression so let us talk about geometric progression today and how about starting with a story this time my own story from childhood so this was when i was about 10 or 11 years old i read an interesting story about akbar and birbal wherein akbar granted birbal any wish after conceding defeat in a chess match Birbal for some reasons made a very peculiar request that he should be given a grain of rice for first square of the chessboard two grains for second square four for third eight for fourth and so on Akbar who was probably the richest man in the world at that time laughed on this request and advised Birbal to ask for something more worthwhile than a mere bag of rice but Birbal stuck to his demand So Akbar asked his treasurer Todarmal to sanction the rice quantity as per Bibal's request. However, Todarmal came back after some time and told Akbar that entire kingdom will not be able to produce that much rice even in a century. And then the story ends with a lesson in humility that Bibal probably wished to teach Akbar. Now, as a child, I found this story very interesting, but I was very curious to find out how much rice was birbal asking and it took me several days to figure out that the sum of this sequence that is 1 2 4 8 going up to 2 power 63 was actually 2 power 64 minus 1 and that it could be approximated to 16 million trillion grains which will weigh more than 1 trillion kilograms of rice So one message I would like to give all the children is to be curious and to develop the patience to find out a solution even if it takes several days. This will help you immensely in finding creative solutions and developing better understanding of mathematics. I use a word called math sense for this understanding. We will come back to this word later in the episode. So let us study this sequence 1 2 4 8 16. Each term in this sequence is double of the previous term. First term is 2 power 0 that is 1. Second term is 2 power 1 and so on. So we could say that well 20th term will be 2 power 19. Nth term will be basically 2 power n minus 1. Now let us look at the sum of this sequence. The sum of first two digits is 1 plus 2 that is 3. The sum of first three digits is 3 plus 4 that is 7. The sum of first four digits also can be calculated by adding fourth digit to the sum of first three digits. So it will be eight plus seven, that is fifteen. Do we see a pattern? It is clear that sum of first n digits is one less than the next digit. 
So sum of 64 such digits will be 1 less than 65th digit, which is 2 power 64. And hence the total number of grains were 2 power 64 minus 1. We could also calculate the sum in another manner. Suppose sum of these terms is S. Now let us multiply the sequence by 2. So sum of sequence will be 2S now. But see what happens to the terms of the sequence. The first term that was 1, it becomes 2, which is equal to the second term. The second term becomes 4, which is equal to the third term and so on till 64th term, which is 2 power 63 becomes 2 power 64. Now if we subtract the original sequence from this new sequence, we see that first digit of new sequence cancels the second digit of first sequence as they are equal in value. The second digit of new sequence cancels the third digit of first sequence and so on. The only terms left are 64th term of new sequence and first term of original sequence with a negative sign. So after subtracting the original sequence from new sequence, we get 2 power 64 minus 1. But this is equal to the sum of original sequence as we are subtracting the sum of original sequence from double of the sum. And therefore what remains is nothing but the sum of the sequence. How about you try this method of finding the sum of sequence for the series 1, 3, 9, 27 with 50 terms. You have 5 seconds to add first 50 terms of sequence 1, 3, 9, 27. Did you get the answer as 3 power 50 minus 2? If yes, then congratulations for learning this easy method. If not, then you may like to rewind a bit and understand the method one more time. Such sequences are called geometric progression. The key property of a geometric progression is that each subsequent digit can be obtained by multiplying previous digit with a factor or ratio which is the same. This is usually called common ratio and denoted with a symbol R. So if first digit of a geometric progression is A, then the second digit will be A multiplied by R. Third digit will be AR multiplied by R or we can say AR square and so on. So the nth digit will be A multiplied by R power n minus 1. Another interesting property of geometric progression is that if we take three consecutive terms of a geometric progression, then the square of middle term is equal to the multiplication of the other two terms. Meaning, you know, if A, B, C are three consecutive terms in a geometric progression, then B square is A multiplied with C. And again, this is easy to prove because the ratio of two consecutive terms is same in a GP. And therefore, ratio of B to A is same as C to B. So B by A is equal to C by B, which can be simplified as b square is equal to a into c. We had earlier seen that the sum of a geometric progression could be calculated by multiplying the original sequence by common ratio and then subtracting the original sequence from the new sequence or other way around. Let us see if we can apply this method to a generic geometric sequence and obtain a formula. So let us assume a GP with n terms where first term is a 
second term is ar third term is ar square and last term is a r power n minus 1 and sum of this sequence is s now let us multiply this sequence by r so the first term which was a will become ar second term that was ar will become ar square and so on the last term which was ar power n minus 1 will become ar power n and naturally the sum of this new sequence will also be s multiplied by r now let us subtract the original sequence from this new sequence we will get a r power n minus a as all other terms will be cancelled this is equal to s r minus s so we could say s multiplied by r minus 1 so s will be a multiplied by r power n minus 1 and divided by r minus 1 using this formula you can calculate the sum of n terms of a gp if you know the first term and common ratio however my advice to you will be that you understand the method rather than memorizing the formula the method is very simple and intuitive now geometric progressions have one property that i like a lot in an arithmetic progression where the terms keep increasing or decreasing based on common difference and therefore the sum of an arithmetic progression with infinite terms will be either positive infinite or negative infinite however there are some geometric progressions which can give us a finite answer even if we add infinite terms of the sequence we call such sequence a converging series because the terms are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and approaching zero Naturally, this is only possible when the common ratio is a fraction between minus 1 and plus 1, excluding 0. Let us take an example to understand this better. We started off with a geometric progression where digits were doubling. So now let us take a case where digits are getting halved. So we have 1, 1 by 2, 1 by 4, 1 by 8 and so on. Here you can see that each subsequent digit is half of the previous digit. If we keep doing it forever, then digits are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and approaching zero. So this is a classic case of a converging series. I said a little while ago that sum of infinite terms of a converging GP is a finite number. So how can we find out what is the sum of the infinite terms of this series? Well, let us apply our tried and tested method. Let us say that sum of this series is S. Now let us multiply this series by common ratio which is half in this case. So first digit which was 1 will now become 1 by half. Second digit which was 1 by 2 will become 1 by 4 and so on. And now let us subtract this new sequence from original sequence. And we are left with only 1 as all other digits are getting cancelled. But this is also equal to sum minus half of sum which is half of sum. So sum of the original series will be 2. So 1 plus 1 by 2 plus 1 by 4 plus 1 by 8 plus 1 by 16 forever adds up to a finite number that is 2. We can also visualize this in another interesting manner. Let us assume that you have a pizza with you and you have a guest who has a very peculiar style of eating. She wants half pizza as first serving then half of half pizza in the second serving and so on. So you give her half pizza and you are left with remaining half pizza. Now in the second serving, you give her one quarter of pizza 
and you are again left with a quarter of pizza. If you keep doing it, you will be left with smaller and smaller portions approaching zero. So effectively, you have given one full pizza to your guest. And therefore, you can see that some of these terms, that is 1 by 2 plus 1 by 4 plus 1 by 8 plus 1 by 16 forever is equal to 1. Can you feed two such guests with same logic? Obviously no. Because if you give both of them half pizza each, you are left with nothing even for the second helping. But let us visualize this one more time. This time, the guest takes one third of the pizza in the first helping and then one third of one third pizza in the second helping and so on. So you give her one third pizza that is one by three and then you are left with two by three pizza. Then you give one by ninth of the pizza and then how much are you left with? Five by nine, which is more than half of the pizza. It seems that we could probably feed more guests. So let us try it with two guests. You give both of them one by three pizza each. And you are left now with 1 by 3 pizza. Then in the next serving, you give them 1 by 9 pizza each. And you are again left with 1 by 9 pizza. And this goes on till you are exhausting your entire pizza. Yeah, but see what has happened. Your one full pizza is now equally divided among your two guests. So that means each of your guests got half pizza each. And therefore we can say that an infinite series with terms like 1 by 3 plus 1 by 9 plus 1 by 27 forever is equal to 1 by 2. Cool, isn't it? Now that is what I would like you to do. Think of a mathematics question from different perspectives. Try to find answers with multiple approaches using graphics, using algebra, placing multiple values and detecting some pattern which could be generalized. This will help you develop better math sense, a term I used in the beginning of the episode. Math sense is a common sense, an intuitive feel, a general idea about possible solutions for a given problem. A better math sense helps you avoid silly mistakes. It also helps you pick right answers among multiple choice questions even without fully solving the problem. For example, if the question is about multiplying two large numbers, ending with 3 and 8, then the last digit has to be 4, irrespective of the number of digits. Using different methods also help you improve your fundamental understanding of mathematics, and you will need to rely less and less on memorizing the formulas. In any case, you are likely to forget these formulas within few years of leaving your school. And then you will struggle to solve basic mathematical questions. But if you understand the fundamentals, then these learning will stay with you forever. Now let us come back to the last week's question. The question was that you have two bags, 10 fresh apples and 10 rotten apples. You need to place all the fruits into the bags such that when you blindly pick one fruit out of one bag, you maximize your chance of getting a fresh apple. When picking, you will first randomly pick a bag and then randomly pick an apple out of that bag. You can arrange the apples however you like, but each apple must be in one of the bags. 
I received few answers, but the best answer has come from Vivan Agarwal. A 11-year-old child is studying in class 6th of KFI school, Chennai. He writes that to maximize the chance of getting a fresh apple, put one fresh apple in one bag and remaining 19 apples in the other bag. Now there is 50% chance of getting the first bag and then you are sure of getting the fresh apple. And if you get the other bag, which has 9 fresh apples and 10 rotten apples, then also there is a chance of 9 by 19 of getting fresh apple, which is approximately half. So the total chance is almost 3 fourth. The exact chance he says is 14 by 19, which is 73.6%. So well done Vivan. This was very nicely done. Great. Now let us come to question of this week. Amit, Anu and Alex. They work at a stationery store that sells pens, erasers and pencils. Amit says, 7 pens and 5 erasers cost the same as 6 pencils. Anu says, 4 pens and 9 pencils cost the same as 5 erasers. Alex says, 6 pencils and 3 erasers cost the same as 4 pens. Now only one of them is lying. Can you tell me who is lying? Amit, Anu or Alex? You can send your answers by email to me on mathisfunpodcast at gmail.com That is M-A-T-H-I-S-F-U-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com The best answer will get a mention in my next episode. Once again, thank you for tuning in. If you like Math is Fun podcast, then subscribe it on your favorite app and share it with your friends, family, colleagues and classmates. Remember, fun is multiplied and not divided when we share it with others. I will see you again next weekend. Till then, enjoy your math and have a great week ahead. Bye-bye.